It's another episode, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this one features a little trip. Uh, glad my friend Jared Kepler could come on the podcast. Stick with us with some of the recording issues, and you know the environment wasn't the best for uh, a podcast format. But we had a lot of fun on this episode, and it's coming out a little late. I realized the game was a couple of days prior to this, but we talk a little bit about how we feel about both of our teams. And I don't think the result of this game changed that. I think uh, there's a great chance that these two teams could see each other again, and it was a really fun environment to be in, and uh, we had a great time. And I think you'll see it on this podcast. Jared is someone who I look up to. Uh, I looked up to him in cross country. He meant so much to me. And I'm glad our paths have uh, crossed again, uh, working at the parks, and just we've kind of became closer. And I think you see that in this episode. So shout out to him for coming on. Thank you guys for your support. Spread the word. Tell a friend. Um, Can't thank you enough. You guys make this so much fun for me. And uh, I appreciate everybody. And I just love doing this. And this is one of my favorite episodes we got one more kepler to go we got caleb on here we got jared on here now uh jace kepler if you're listening you're next but uh this one was really good so appreciate you jared and uh, enjoy this one Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you live from the back of the of Moe's Chevy Colorado. What, Dad? What, uh, what interstate are we on right now? Sixty-nine. We're on uh, sixty-nine Interstate sixty-nine. It's pretty nice, uh, and we got Jared Kepler in the car with us right now. Uh, someone who I've wanted to bring on this podcast for a long, 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 long time. Uh, Jared, how's it going, bud? Uh, it's going pretty well. Happy to be here. Happy to be with the Zoovers. Like you said, it's been a long time coming for the podcast, so I'm uh, super excited to cut it up, talk about sports, talk about what or whatever. Now, kind of take us through how you know this trip has been planned because when the schedule came out uh, in May or whatever it was, you know we were working at the parks and. Uh, this game was kind of a flex game where it could be on a Saturday, it could be on a Sunday. And uh, obviously, you know, we thought Mo would have a, a basketball game on that Saturday, so there'd be an open ticket for us as season ticket holders. So just kind of explain, like, how this all happened. Yeah. So I uh, vividly remember coming up to at during one day at the parks, and I was like, hey, Colts Patriots, middle of winter, we both don't have school. What are the odds we can make this happen? Because even going into this season, it no matter what, it was going to be a good matchup. So it was a game I really wanted to see. And the fact that it happened on a Saturday night, primetime game, I don't think it could have worked out any more special. Yeah, and, and so the basketball game got canceled this weekend. So we Mo wanted to come along, and we're happy to have him. We're going to tailgate before the game. Looking forward to all that. But I, you're right. It's just the way it's worked out where these two teams uh, – battling for playoff position the Colts I feel like in a lot of ways tonight uh just trying to make a statement I think uh standalone game on primetime against the number one seed they they play the number one seed in each conference well Cardinals are number two now in the yeah. NFC but that's who they play next week so it's kind of a chance for the Colts to kind of make a statement um your your feelings on the Patriots ends of things because they control their own destiny now for that one seed sure. and I think it is important that they get that so Patrick Mahomes, you know, because they're looking better, they they have to go into Foxborough in the postseason potentially. I think that's important for a, for a team with a young quarterback like this. So just kind of talk about what you're feeling, the, the importance of this game for the Patriots specifically. For sure. Yeah, this game is super, super important. Um, coming into this week, if you were going to tell me coming into this week before the season that we were going to be 9-4 and four with – a potential AFC East spot and a playoff spot on the line, I would have called you a little crazy. But coming into this game, not only do I think it's very important, but I know that the Patriots themselves are not taking this game lightly at all. 
Um, the Colts are a very sleeper team. We struggle on the defensive side of the line, and with Jonathan Taylor having the season he had or has, I think it's it could get messy in the trenches like we've been talking about. This could come down to a trenches game, and but the import, the more important part of this game is we need to stay atop of Patrick Mahomes and the way the Chiefs have been playing because they look on fire right now. And as I'm sure as everyone knows, it's hard to win in Gillette in the playoffs. And so having that one seed and one more win, personally, I think this is our toughest game on the stretch, the last stretch of our season. So I think if we win this game, I think it might propel us into that potential number one spot for sure. And now when you look at the Pats season as a whole, because I don't think this NFL season is nuts. Uh, I think it's the craziest one I've ever yep. seen. And, and one of the storylines that's made it so crazy is after last year where everybody was laughing at Bill Belichick about how it looked like Tom Brady won a Super Bowl without you. Uh, you're dead. You're nothing anymore. Here he is in December, primetime game, number one seed. Uh, in, against the Colts, which feels like how Bill Belichick is always playing in these right. types of games, right? Always coaching in these types of games. Um, so talk a little about this crazy resurgence that you're seeing as a fan right now. And then also talk about how just how crazy this NFL season has been because I don't think, it, like you said, you, people would have called you crazy. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if you told the Pats that they'd be the number one seed at this point in the year and just so many other things that have gone on with the crazy results. So just talk For a little sure. bit about that. Yeah. Um, before I touch up on the Patriots season and the way that the huge step up from last year, yep, speaking on the NFL in a whole, the, the talent across the board on all teams is crazy. I think this is an NFL league that we've never seen before, and it's only going to get crazier next year because nobody's leaving, and teams are only going to get better. And you see these new, these new young, talented quarterbacks coming out and being already super caliber teams like Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert is emerging as a big star and Josh Allen is still emerging as a big star. And you still have guys that are still hungry. It's speaking in the AFC East, at least. They're still young guys like Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow and Carson Wentz on, his, on this new indie team. There's still a lot of teams in this AFC that are very capable of going to the Super Bowl. I think any seven teams that make the playoffs this year could be Super Bowl bound in the AFC. Any single one of them are beatable in any stadium. So I feel like the playoffs are going to be crazy, and next year is only going to be crazier. But in speaking of the Patriots and the way that we've turned things around, obviously last year was our first year without Brady. And we brought in Cam, and no one really knew how it was going to go. I think it was good to bring in a seasoned veteran in Cam, a previous MVP. And I think him and Bill's personality, they meshed really well. But as you saw last year, we struggled on offense. Our it were, There were times in the season last year where it was... Well, well I would just like to say, too, like first two weeks of the season I think you know you guys go into Seattle and are in at the goal line and probably should have won that game and I think a lot of people were like oh the Patriots are going to be just fine but things kind of just went south I I um so we did we won our week one matchup I can't remember who it was but you're right we did have that week two matchup against Seattle and we had Cam on the goal line everybody knew what was coming it was it was a design Cam draw and they stuffed us on the goal line and I truthfully think that I think I'm not going to say that if we won that game it could the season could have went a little different but Cam got stuffed and I I genuinely think like it, in week two it was a turning point for our team and and then you know after that Cam got COVID and he struggled with his health and everything and he just wasn't able to bounce back and we had one of the absolute worst offenses, and we might have had the worst offense in the league last year. I know going into week 14 or 15 last year, we had less than five passing touchdowns on the season, and 
you know, used to seeing Tom Brady throw for 35 to 45 touchdowns a year and getting us to the AFC championship game and all those AFC titles and the Super Bowls and everything else, it was it was a shell shock to the organization for sure. And our defense kept us alive. Our defense squeaked us by games and we finished the season seven and nine last year and landed the 15th spot in the draft. And it was kind of one of those spots where we didn't know if one of those guys was going to be there. One of those five quarterbacks in that draft class last year was going to be there. So, But I think everyone knew in the system that Cam was not the answer. And when you bring up Bill Belichick getting the hate that he did after Brady, I'll be one of the first to admit I was like, wow, Brady won without Belichick. Like That solidified Brady as the GOAT. But, as we have both said, I think that uh, that was a big mistake on the NFL's part and everybody that's a fan of it and just almost forgetting what Bill Belichick has done in his career. And as soon as that season ended, everything changed. We did what we've never done before. We spent we spent an NFL record most money in an offseason season. And we brought in not big-name players, but players that filled the spots that we needed to fill. And it just so happened that these players have uh, really come together and meshed this year and has turned this organization into hopefully a brand-new – like, it's a brand-new franchise, and it's been really, really, really exciting to watch. Agree with all that, and – you know, when we talk about the the whole Brady dynamic, I I, I do want to know this, uh, Addy, before we, before we kind of wrap up this first part, we, we'll get to you know talking about the game tonight again in a second. But I do want to know this because this has been the talk of a lot of people. You know, they 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 want to see a Patriots Buccaneers Super Bowl. Yep. So you you know you have a lot of love and affection for Brady. Um, how would you feel let's project a little bit let's say this season keeps going the way it does and that happens how would you feel going into that game and I mean can you even imagine maybe what you'd feel going into that game because that would just be nuts not just for Patriots fans but for NFL fans as a whole of course um it it, it, words are hard to find for how I would be able to feel about that game um like like Tom Brady will always be my favorite player of all time. He introduced the sport to me. He was the first player I watched. He he has my credit of helping me fall in love with the game of football. And so nothing but absolute love and respect for Brady. I He, he did what he had to do. I get it. Um, but I think that it would be one of if not the one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time I think it absolutely goes down in the history books as one of the greatest Super Bowls of all time now going into the game I like our chances as you know we had we had a regular season primetime game against Tampa with Brady in Gillette Brady came to visit Gillette again it was on fire I think every NFL fan in the world was watching that game and I think even more would watch that Super Bowl. And we lost on a missed field goal. We had we Nick Folk had the opportunity to win that game. And at that point in the season, we were two and four. Or two and three. We had we had a losing record. And I think after Brady came into our house, his old house that he dominated and he won that game, not only do I think that lit a huge fire under Bill Belichick's but, but I think it opened the eyes of everybody. It, I, I almost feel like it was maybe a little embarrassing for Brady to come into Gillette and win that game regardless of the score because obviously that was the one game we wanted to win this year, and we didn't. But after that game, everything for our team completely changed. And, I mean, the stars are aligning for that Super Bowl, so, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens I don't want to put it out there. I like to manifest, but I don't want to. I don't want to jinx anything. But I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are and Brady are definitely on their way to another Super Bowl. 
And at this point in the season, I think Kansas City, even though we do have the one seed, I still think Kansas City owns the AFC right now. They look really good. But I do like our odds for a potential Super Bowl run this playoff season. So huge, huge game tonight. We've talked about it already. I want to I touch on the Colts a little bit here because I think the X factor uh, for us is I think and they've talked about it all week. I think they're really going to try and see if Mac Jones can can beat us. Uh, I think we're going to try and stop the run. Now, Damian Harris being out is definitely going to help us. But I think that's, you know, our, our defensive backs have played a little bit better these past couple weeks. Rocky Seen has play, had a better year. He's, ta- he's been better than he has the past couple. Obviously, you got Kenny Moore back there. Um, and I think they're going to make Mac Jones test him a little bit. Now, I think that's what I'm going to be watching for. What are you specifically going to be watching for? Who's kind of your X factor in tonight's game as we kind of wrap up this first part? Um, in terms of our X factor, um, our defense as a whole has to step up. Our that It's a very underrated Colts offense, and uh, I consider Carson Wentz a veteran quarterback. I think people might forget the, se- the MVP caliber season he had before the Eagles won that Super Bowl against the Patriots. Um but in terms of our offensive X factor, like you said, Damian Harris is out tonight, and our run game is a big part of our offense. And so our backup running back, a lot of people might know him, Ramondre Stevenson. I, I didn't know him. <laughs> Caleb didn't know him, and I, I had to text him last night, and I said, it's going to be the Ramondre show tomorrow night in Indy. Um, so I think he's our X factor tonight. He's, our, he's a rookie running back out of Oklahoma. Um, he runs the ball hard. He fumbled the ball in week one, got put in the doghouse by Bill Belichick. You know how Bill is with the fumbles. Um, and he came back, and he's been phenomenal behind Damian Harris and has stepped up when he has to. But outside of him, um, I'd really like to see Jacoby Myers go off tonight. He has been a leader on our offense, and he's a great underrated, underrated receiver. And I think that Mac Jones is going to have to find him tonight to be able to propel this offense down the field. So the funny thing about this, Jared, is, you know, this is a, a podcast that's going to be released probably tomorrow on Sunday or, or Monday. So we'll see if yeah, these predictions we'll hold up. I'm excited for the game tonight. Can't wait. Thanks for that. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how Jared and I got to know each other and uh, his kind of life journey up, up to this point. So stay with us. Jared let's ju- let's jump right into it uh we have a lot of memories to share it's crazy because yep. like you and I are like four four, four years apart you, you were three, senior three grades four well, you, years you maybe. were a senior yeah. when I was a freshman and uh like really barely knew you that much mm-hmm. I mean when I was a freshman uh got into cross country that's kind of how we started to know each other it just kind of our paths have crossed right. a couple times since then um, so for this, this discussion, I want to focus on you and, and cross country because that's where I got to know you and kind of, you know, what I think from what I've known from you is kind of one of the biggest things you've had to juggle in your life when you went to college for cross country, but it, but it didn't work out. Right. We'll, we'll touch on that, but sure. um, I think that's it's, it's a cool story to tell and kind of how you've rebounded from that. So just to start off, just kind of talk about you, how you got into running uh some of the things because let's be honest not everybody wants to do it oh no one wants to do it even we didn't want to do it sometimes every everybody you know was complains and talks about how bad it is so so just talk about that a little bit yeah for sure um i'm gonna be honest i don't necessarily 
remember the exact moment when I knew that I was going to run cross country in seventh grade because that was the first year I came in. That was the first um, year that cross country was available for me. Um, really, what I, I grew up playing soccer and travel soccer, and I was a big part of the Bryan Baseball Travel Organization. I did that growing up forever. But, you know, I was, I was a really small kid. I'm still obviously a pretty small dude. Um, so I wasn't the best player on my travel baseball team. Um, but where I excelled in soccer and why I liked soccer so much is I was quick and I was able to use that quickness to my advantage, obviously. And so I'm pretty sure it was my dad. So shout out to my dad if it was you. Shout out, shout out Papa um, Kepler. Who was like, hey, you should really consider running cross country. Like, you like to run, you're fast. Like, give it a shot and see how it goes. And I, one of my one of my better friends growing up in middle school, Logan Deal, was Shout also running Neal. cross country in junior high. So that definitely helped. And so I gave it a shot, and I I fell in love with it. I was I came into a cross country team in junior high that was was pretty good for a junior high cross country team. Shout out Lyndon Spees for Mr. all the years. Um, phenomenal coach, phenomenal teacher. He, phenomenal man. He was a great mentor, and for he sure. was sure. a great idol on and off the course for sure. And that carried into my coaches in high school, as I will for sure touch up on as well. But my seventh grade year, I ran with a kid named Shane Shipley. Who's, I remember Shane. Who still currently holds... Mm-hmm. Our, and he well, broke our current, and it still stands, our junior high cross-country record. Oh, yeah, okay. And I watched him run that race, and I finished second behind him as a seventh grader. And watching him get that, I was like, I want that record. I want that record. And I, so, and I had a pretty sick, as a seventh grader, I had yeah. some pretty, I had some pretty good times. I, mm-hmm. And that gave me a lot of motivation because like I said I wasn't I wasn't the best guy on our travel baseball team we had we had some good guys and they're all my best friends still today but I wasn't able to necessarily stand out in that crowd and show my potential Mm -hmm. so this was almost my new path to my own success in terms of a sports journey and that success carried on into eighth grade Um, I finished top four in every single invite mm-hmm. that I ran in with Logan Deal right behind me <laughs> and in front of me. Um, but having that success in junior high made an incredible difficult, incredibly difficult decision for me going into high school because, as you know, up until I'm pretty sure your senior year, there were no dual sports yeah. at, at our high school right. in Bryan. Mm-hmm. And so... I was faced with the decision to choose between soccer and playing for a high school soccer team or joining the cross country team. And after my eighth grade season, we had a very talented high school cross country team. Yeah. And shout out Kurt Plow. Yep. I'll get to, I'll get to Mr. (laughs) Kurt Plow. But, um, um, coach Plow reached out to me and a lot of the guys that were on the team reached out to me and said, Hey, we heard you're deciding between soccer and cross country. Come run with us a few times. Start meeting the guys. See how you feel, feel it out and see how you like it. And a lot of them took me under their wing. Mm-hmm. And they told me That's that so I cool. could be potentially a part of a successful cross country season as a freshman. And so I decided to take a new journey and take a new route and yeah. do something that really no one else is doing. Because like no. you said, no nobody wants to run cross country. <sighs> nobody wants to go out Monday through Friday, run in all sorts of weather, right. cold, hot, rain, snow, you name it, on I did week, it. On the Saturday morning at the buck Leaving crack at, at dawn. Leaving at 4.30 in the morning sometimes. Just run three just, miles, you know. Just to go run three miles, it obviously doesn't sound fun. Sometimes <laughs> it wasn't. I'll be the first to admit <laughs> that, but I for sure loved it, for yeah. sure. Uh, so you ended up choosing uh to, to run and I actually didn't know about the whole soccer thing yeah. how that big soccer was for you but you, you you choose to run um and this was one of the first things that you told me when we uh when we were talking about you know 
when I, when I was on the team as a senior, one of the first things you told me was the stories about when you were a freshman. Yeah. Because up until that point, I don't know, it still might be the best year that you've had as a cross-country runner, but it was so fun for you. The, the ride that that team took you mm-hmm. on, you ended up being an alternate on their state team. So just talk about how important that first year was for you to kind of just continue this, this journey that you were on. It was the perfect first season coming into high school. You, I, I couldn't have asked for um, a better group of guys to come into and run with with the success that they were already having. I think they came up just short of state the year before maybe. And so it was a really motivated team. Coach Plauk is a previous state champion. Um, so there was a lot of fire in that team. And there was a big part of me that really wanted to be a part of that success yeah. and wanted to help the cross country team get to a place that they haven't been to in a really long mm-hmm. time and almost wanted to almost bring just some more respect to the cross country team and as a sport in a whole because obviously we, we all know there's not a million people lining up at at the cross country races and Brian and yeah cheering us on and everything like a Friday night football game or a Saturday <laughs> basketball game right but that first season was awesome. We had a lot of success in all of our invites. And like you said, I, I was an alternate, but there were a couple races where I was in that seventh spot. Yeah. And that actually caused some drama on the cross country team for me Yeah. between me and uh, my buddy Kenny. <laughs> and shout out Kenny, I shout love you. Shout out Kenny. Love you Kenny, if you're listening <laughs> to this. Um, there was some there was there was some competition sure. like I had to I had to fight for that seventh spot and you know at the end of the year I ended up not getting it and to this day Kenny absolutely deserved right. it he was a junior he won he placed better in more races than mm-hmm. I did he had the better time and he deserved to be there because he was a part of that success previously yeah. and so I I didn't want it to be any other group of seven but being able to be that next guy up just in case at the district regional yeah. and what ended up being our state finals meet, um, it was a fun journey. Yeah. And, it, and not only did I learn a lot as an athlete, but I learned a lot as a Christian. Right. And I learned a lot as a person as well from all those older guys that kind of took me under their wing. And it's it's such an important dy- dynamic, Jared, because if you play high school, no matter what the sport is, right? For sure. If, yeah. you, if you play it, you know that you have leaders that you look up mm-hmm. to as a freshman and then as you get older you know it's your job right to pass that on right. and it, it's just an endless cycle and that's one of the coolest things for me that sports does high school sports specifically is you have this endless cycle of you're coming through and these these you, what you taught me is the things that you learned from mm-hmm. guys like 100%. kenny and all those guys like and so that has always been like one of the coolest parts to me about high school sports so you keep going. Um, you keep running your sophomore and junior year. You know, touch on touch on those a little bit for me. What those were like, and then kind of when I came through, uh, talk about because I, I feel like I'm biased, but I feel like I had such a fun year. Yeah, that was for so, sure. That was, that was so um, fun. I will. I know, like, and I you went through a lot that year personally, mm-hmm. just with yeah. with injuries and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I think we all had a good time. So just talk right. about those three. Just kind of wrap um, those up. Yeah. So in general, my cross country career was a roller coaster, a complete roller coaster. I had a like I touched up on I had a pretty successful freshman year and was able to go as an alternate I want to make it clear I was not the old, only alternate Scott Jones Josh yeah. Stark Andrew Steeman shout, shout out. out we're the alternate squad um lots of shout outs today I love it but going into my sophomore year um I didn't I really didn't see that much of a I I'd say I bettered more as a person than as an athlete yeah. in that sure. terms I would definitely say I didn't Put the training in that I should have and so I had a I had a pretty lull season my sophomore mm-hmm. year um, and that really motivated me to like step up my game and like I wanted I wanted to be the best runner sure. I wanted I wanted to go to state I wanted I wanted to do it mm-hmm. and before I before I touch into my junior season it was hard going especially going into my junior season because 
as the years went on, as I was a part of cross country, the team dwindled. Yeah. We were losing people. Yep. The the sport and Brian was becoming less and less popular. Mm-hmm. We the my freshman year we had a ginormous guys team and we had a ginormous girls team. And by junior year yeah. it was definitely half of what we nope. had my freshman year. And so I knew I needed to take a big step up mm-hmm. if our team was going to be successful my junior season. And so for those of you who don't know, the best thing to do in terms of running shoes for cross country runners is you want to get a really good shoe yeah, because you're important. in those shoes for miles and miles right. and miles, endless miles. And for my, for the previous four years that I had run, I had gone to this professional running company and they fitted me perfectly. They got, and they got my soles right. They got everything. Yeah. But that summer before my junior year, I was at a Nike outlet mall and I don't even know where. And I found these random pair of Nike running yeah. shoes. And I was Can't like, trust the Nikes. I was like, these are going to be fine. These are going to be my running shoes. I'll be fine. And then, so I ran. I, put hey, it, I, I will pause you. Just yeah, hold on. Ahead. Hold on for a second. Don't talk too down about Nike because we were in a sponsorship deal, advertisement deal works here. So don't oh, talk that, too oh, down that, about that, Nike. Just be careful. Words? Hey, I just want to make it clear. <laughs> I love Nike, but your running shoes need some work. <laughs> All right, keep going. I, said that, that I put in a lot of miles in those shoes. Yeah. And by the end of the summer and coming into that junior season, I had a lot of pain in my shins. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I had, we've all had um, – shin splints before they're very apparent in runners they're very common and i've had them before in track and running in cross country but it was just kind of a come and go thing but i i could tell that this time was different um feeling a lot of pain in my shins and i vividly remember i actually ran a good race it was in van wert and i placed and got a medal but up up until this point in the season i just was not running well yeah because my legs were just they were in so much pain and eventually after that van wert race i couldn't even walk i couldn't stand after that race because of how i couldn't even feel my legs the pain Mm. was horrible it was horrible and so after that later in that week actually we had a try meet and i didn't tell coach plowk up until 15 minutes before the race that I didn't think that I could run this race. And I have never seen Coach Plowk that mad at me in my entire life. Yeah. I was like, Coach, there's something wrong with my shins. And he was like, there's nothing wrong with your shins. Like, you're fine. Like, you're going to get through this. And I was like, Coach, I really don't think so. Like, And then he ended up letting me sit out. Um, definitely still upset with me because, you know, I at, even as a junior, I was a leader on that team behind yeah. Michael, Michael Sheridan. And... Um, and so he was expecting a lot out of right. me. Not only, I think he was more disappointed in the fact that it was like really late notice, which yeah. is completely understandable. Right. But after that race, the next day, um, my mom took me in, got MRIs, nothing popped up in the MRIs, and then they suggested a bone scan. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know what a bone scan is, is they insert this sort of chemical something that yep. is able to show cracks in your bones. And so I got my bone scan and on the way home from the hospital, they gave my mom a call and let her know that I had stress fractures in each of my shins. And that put me out for the rest of my junior season. And I missed out on the rest of that. And that was, that was hard. Right. That, that, that's a hard thing to hear. And I, it opened my eyes to other athletes that are told like, you, you're yeah. done. Like you can't do it any for the rest of the season. And it, it's hard. It, it took a, it definitely took a toll on my mental health for sure, and sure. it was it was hard to find motivation after that. And the worst part about that was that the end of my junior season, which I was there for support there every meet. Yeah. Um, right before the district race, Coach Plowk announced his retirement to us and said that this was going to be his last race as the head cross country coach at Bryan, and that that was a that was a really emotional time for me. Right because Coach Plauk was one of my biggest idols growing up and one of the most influential people that um, that I've come to know mm-hmm. as from, from a younger person looking into an older person because he taught me not 
just how to be a better runner, but he also sure. taught me how to be a better person and how to be a better Christian, more importantly. Yeah. And the love that he showed me and then, like, losing that, especially going into that senior right. season, it, it was hard. Mm-hmm. It was hard losing that. And so I, I remember that transition period because then you were seeing, you go into that senior season, I'm a freshman, and it was hard. And there was a lot of things to balance with it all. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think we made the most of it. I, oh, I, we, I had so much, so much fun. And, and I know, you, you know, you still battled a lot. Mm-hmm. With, with with the injuries and stuff, but just yeah. talk about how, and I want you to focus on this, kind of like you you fighting those battles, but having a team like that to lead back on, because yeah. we're just all uh, so close together. I will be the first to say that I did not know how my senior cross-country yeah. season yeah. was going to go. It was, a, it was because, a mixed bag of people, that's for sure. You know, going back to saying like how the sport was dwindling in Bryan, Losing Coach Plow yeah. did not help that. He right. was the shining star of that cross country. He was the, he was the star of the sport and mm-hmm. Ryan. He, um, so I think that more than anything is why kids came to run because of Coach Plow, how absolutely. powerful of a yep. person Coach Plowk is. And so, like I said, I had no idea. And I, as I stated it before in junior high, I ran with one of my best friends, Logan Deal, and he ended up going to soccer sophomore season so he left the team um and then one of my other best friends in my grade because there weren't a lot of us in my grade that ran it was very limited in our grade uh one of my best friends Brandon Mojica decided that he had he had to transfer schools for family situations so he wasn't going to be there senior year Mm -hmm. so then it was me and two other seniors who had been around but I just didn't know them very well we weren't very close and so, but I knew, and we had some, we had some juniors and sophomores that had been on the team, and I had a lot of love for those guys, and I had, I was able to fall back on those guys like Alex Moore, sure. Eric Gendron. Um, I wish I could name yeah, more right no, no. now. You know, yeah, you know the guys. You know who I'm talking Everybody's about. Everybody's on that team. Shout out. Yeah. But this group of freshman guys came <laughs> in, and. Let me tell you, oh, I saw a bunch of goobers walk in <laughs> to the first day of practice, and but you, uh, I, I knew you. I've known you forever. Growing up, you played yeah. sports with Caleb. I watched you grow up right. playing sports, so I was excited. I knew that I knew that there was definitely potential, not just in terms of a team, but as most importantly, as a family. Sure, because that's that's what. Um, our Brian cross country team has always prided ourselves on as having mm-hmm. a really big family um, personality and yeah. everything like that. So that was a tradition that I was always taught as a freshman and as a sophomore growing up. And that was a big tradition that I wanted to keep. Yeah. And so I had to take you guys under my wing. Uh-huh. And I know, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember you telling me this once your freshman year of okay. high school. You told me that you weren't sure about me coming into senior year. Like I'm not sure about this guy just yet, because like you, you didn't really know me. I was a few years older, might have been a little cocky in high school. I think, I think We're it all was a little true. Cocky in high school. I, th- I think you know, just you, you know, we've talked, we talked about this yesterday uh, when we were at work. We'll get into that in a second, but things just kind of you know fly mm-hmm. through. Brian, true, right. may not true. You right. know, you hear some things, but until you actually get to know the person, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the person I know is amazing and i'm glad our paths have crossed but anyway keep well, going i will definitely say my junior season and all those injuries definitely taught me a lot and humbled me most right. importantly and taught me that anything can be taken away from you at any single moment sure. so that really just changed my outlook on life in general but um having you ethan noah <laughs> having you guys come in yeah. that it was it was a whole lot of fun and not never in my life did I think that I was going to get as close with a group of freshman guys as I did as a senior. And you guys were my, you guys were my absolute best friends on that team. Like we had so many fun memories and that I, I, we both know our team wasn't good. No, we were, uh, we we weren't good. It was a low point. And, um, you know, speaking on the injuries and stuff. Um, so those stress fractures did come back, um, at the beginning of that. A beginning of that fall, my senior Guys, year. Maurice is getting out to fill up the Mo's gas got tank, it. so just Mo- pa- it's going to pass through your ears. Just let it go. 
these last drops of gas are propelling us right to Indy, <laughs> baby. Um, but anyway, yeah, those those injuries came back. The stress fractures were still very apparent in both of my shins, but um, it, it was my senior year. I had yeah. to. I had not only did I feel like I had to do it for myself, but I felt like I had to do it for you guys as well. Because sure. being, I was in that senior leadership, that captain role. I was I was the captain of the cross country team my senior year. So I couldn't just yeah. not run and just right. not just not have like yeah, have my I, I couldn't it. I couldn't be at the front of that team, you know sure. what I mean? And I had a horrible season. Yeah. I didn't I don't think I broke nineteen thirty <laughs> a single time. And that's just that's not what I'm used to. But the times didn't matter to me yeah. senior year. It was it was all about the memories and like sure keeping that team together and trying to help you guys understand like how important like Mm -hmm. the cross country team is and like really just trying to get you guys to stay with it and like keep those bonds together and like try to carry the traditions that I was trying to leave behind and you guys did phenomenal at that you I'm so like you guys stuck through it all through high school it was it was awesome to see it was awesome to see the boys stay together and keep those traditions and uh just Making Brian cross country still still relevant and still like a fun place to be. Yeah. I think I think always as we wrap this thing up, like the goal is always to, and I think in every high school sport because I think that's what we're kind of focusing on here. And I, and I think the bigger point that we're making is that you know all, all high school sports. You know, a lot of people crap on cross country, yeah. but it's just like any other sport. You don't got to be good to have fun. No, and 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 I think the the great thing about high school sports is. When you come in, I think the goal should always be you want to leave it better when you found it. A hundred percent. And that's always the goal. And sometimes that doesn't happen. But I think in a lot of if you if you find a a why, you find your own your own why and your own reasoning. I think that it it can be Mm -hmm. achieved almost every time. And and I think that's something you taught me, and it's just something you learn as you play the sports. Um, Let's let's wrap up the personal discussion for sure. so you, you end up actually going to Heidelberg for cross country yeah. through all of it. Just yeah. you battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. just 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 talk about how you know that happened and then you making the decision t- to let that sport go. How tough was that? Oh man, it was it was a hard decision because in my senior year I had no idea where I wanted to go. Sure. I had absolutely no idea. And after a random cross-country meet, mind you, I was horrible yeah. my senior year. Um, I got a call from Coach Grime, who is still the currently head coach at Heidelberg University. And he reached out to me. He said, hey, we're interested. Um, give me a phone call. I don't know how he got my number. Yeah. Give me a phone call back if you're any interested. And instantly, my mind started flying. I was like, can I make a comeback? Yeah. Like. Can I can I do what I wanted? Because after my freshman year, I'll be honest, I really didn't find a lot of personal success in the sport. No. Um, so instantly, I was all I was thinking about was the redemption story. Sure, I was I was like, huh. sure, let's go do it. Let's go <laughs> let's go see how college cross country yeah. is. And I'm not gonna say it was the worst decision I've ever made, but it's definitely up there. It's but as 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 much as you know, like it's hard to give up the sport. Sure. It's hard to give up Absolutely. something that. And we've talked we just just in this conversation, we talk about how how much this thing meant to you. Yeah, I'm it's, a, you can't. It's not something that everybody can just snap their finger and say, "Yep, I'm good," and mm-hmm. then leave it alone. Yeah, it especially after the last two seasons I had, you know, losing my whole junior year and practically not having a senior year in terms of a competitive standpoint. Yeah. Um, I, I I was hungry for that competitiveness. I'm a very competitive person. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go dominate in something. And, you know, I I ended up enrolling in Heidelberg. I gave it a shot. Loved everybody on the team. It was it was it was a family just like how it was in Bryan. Um Coach Grime was phenomenal. He was a big role model for me while I was there. But for the third time, injuries came yeah. back and after the and they came back not even two weeks as I was in Heidelberg and it was hard it was and it was hard I couldn't it was I was it was hard because I couldn't train yeah because those stress fractures just were were not going away so I couldn't train over the summer 
So then I got to Heidelberg and started running. I'm, I'm out of shape. Right. I'm completely behind all these guys who are putting up 70 mile yeah. weeks. Because college is way different. Right. D3, D2, D1, everybody's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I said, the injuries, the injuries came back, and then all of a sudden, I'm left in a in an unfamiliar place with none of my family, none of my yeah. friends, and. I lost the one thing that I was going there for, which was my one true mistake for anybody out there that's struggling with wherever they want to go with college. Make sure you find somewhere that you're going to love yeah. for every part of it and not just one part mm-hmm. because you're going to find that you're going to struggle. And that's how I was. I, I, I went for one reason and that one reason went away from me. And I, you know, I went up to the coach. I was like, I, I can't my body can't do it anymore it's just I don't think these things are ever going to heal if I keep putting the pressure and the miles in on them so had to throw up the spikes and ended up transferring out of Heidelberg and it was a really I won't touch too deep onto it but I did struggle really really emotionally uh and mentally while I was there and you know I was like I said in different place and it was it was hard being at Heidelberg and it 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 that setback is still it has still affected to the point where I am today because I went I went for one semester begged my parents to not make me go back went back for two weeks obviously didn't work Pats lost the Super Bowl to the (laughs) Eagles so I said nope my life is going way too (laughs) something's not going right here so I had to get right up out of Heidelberg because if the Pats are losing to an Eagles losing to the Eagles while I'm at Heidelberg something's not going right (laughs) yeah no, for sure. And Just kidding, but yeah, you know what I, you know what I mean. <laughs> I do. And uh, yeah, so we'll we'll. It was a really good discussion, Jared. Uh, I appreciate it, and uh, just kind of good to. Absolutely, one thing I do want to say though, yeah. I absolutely do not regret any of the decisions that I made. Yeah. Um, you know, in Heidelberg, going to Heidelberg, I don't regret those decisions right. because if I didn't, I definitely would not be in the position that I am sure. right now. Absolutely. Um, some good stuff there. Let, let's move into this or that. I, this might be a we, – we've had a very long, good talk here. This might be a, another long segment here, but I'm excited for some of these questions. Oh, I'm excited. Uh, let's get after it. So how this or that works, you don't know these questions I'm going to ask. is going to be on the spot. All righty. Um, and we'll start with the first one. We'll, we'll circle back to the Patriots here. Your you know most, I love my Patriots. I know you do. Uh, your most vivid – and best memory as a Patriots fan, or I think a lot of people who hate the Patriots would enjoy the worst moment that you've ever had as a Patriots fan. As I'm sure everyone knows, I've had a lot of phenomenal memories as a Patriots fan. Lots of great memories. There have been a lot of very painful memories that will also never leave. In terms of like a really, oh oh my goodness, the, the greatest by far the greatest Patriots moment as a fan that I've ever seen was Super Bowl 51 against Atlanta Mm -hmm. coming back 28 to 3 and dominating the Falcons for only 16 minutes of play and and came back and went into overtime and the rest is history but that the Julian Edelman catch Mm -hmm. was awesome. I I just still to this day I don't know how that wasn't a pick. It was one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. It's insane. But in but in terms of greatest catches I've ever seen, for you yeah. Patriots haters, you know I was seven eight years old mm-hmm. on my grandma's couch watching my first Super Bowl as a Patriots fan that I remember against good old Eli Manning yeah. and the New York Giants, and you know we're about to be we're a game away from being the first completely undefeated You're a minute team and a half away from being. <laughs> You're right. We're a minute and a half away, yeah. and. I've seen the video a hundred times. I remember it vividly on live TV. Eli Manning should have gotten sacked. Uh He's bobbing and weaving, bouncing off all of our D linemen and just hucks a ball downfield. That's exactly what he did. He hucked it. David Tyree with the helmet catch. I will (laughs) never forget that. How do you catch a ball against your helmet? Who does that? How does David Tyree? And here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about the Patriots Super Bowl. There's always that one catch. There always is. 
there's always, always that one catch in every Patriots Super Bowl that I have watched, whether whether it's Edelman's. I think that's really our only one that we can own. But in terms of uh, the other team. The, the last couple, yes. Yeah, so you have Tyree. You had Manningham the second That time. was the other one, Mario Manningham on the sideline. Yeah. I Honestly, that catch was more impressive. The throwing the throw, catch was yeah. more impressive than the David Tyree right. play. And, again, the rest is history and there. It, if you remember the Seattle game, uh, I, I forget who it was. Jermaine Curse. Jermaine Curse was the one that fell on the ground, mm-hmm. and, and they got down to the one, and everybody was like, "There it is, there it is. That's the that's the David Tyree moment." And I think in the Falcons game, I don't know if you remember this, Julio Jones Julio had like a tiptoe on the side. Oh, I remember. Where he's There's leaning. always that catch yeah, against New up. England in every Super Bowl. The one that it didn't happen, the LA Rams a couple years ago. Eh, that yeah. Super Bowl isn't well, much. The, there's not much to talk about there, but we'll we'll, we'll wrap wrap this up but the the one play I remember there I I think Goff was throwing it to Brandon Cooks who was it that came like all was it one of the McCordy twins that came yeah it was the, it was Jason McCordy in the back of the end the zone way across the field to knock it down and Jason McCordy came about half the field yeah. and that ball was in the back of the end zone uh-huh. and Brandon Cooks had it in his hands and it got smacked in yep. the last second that was a thank God for the McCordy game. twins that's yeah, all I'll say sure. um let's move to the next one um just kind of the NFL as a whole. Team you're most scared of right now or team that you think are frauds or kind of overrated in the NFL? An overrated team and a or, team that I'm scared or, of? Or it's, it's, it's this or that, so you get to choose which one you want to answer. Um, In terms of this season? This season. And going into the playoffs, into the playoffs. obviously Kansas City's scary, I'll say that. But outside of them in the AFC, I am really nervous about the Chargers. Sure. I think that's a very good football team, and I actually didn't know this, but I went back and looked at their regular season schedule. They're eight and six, but they have played some really good yeah. football teams this year, right. and that is a that is a team that I they're not necessarily underrated, but in terms of in terms of a potential Super Bowl run, sure. I think for sure, um, an overrated team, Buffalo Bills. Okay. I think the Buffalo Bills are completely overrated. I mean, in the last couple of weeks, I feel like they may be properly rated just like because they're coming back down there. I mean, everybody knows they're seven and six. But I, I appreciate you, Jared, because you're doing this this or that segment and you're answering both, right? Oh, yeah. And I, so yeah, I, I appreciate that because we, we always welcome that. Yeah. Uh, you usually get to choose which one you ans- want to answer, but I appreciate you doing both. But this oh, I one, guess I didn't even realize the title of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to choose but one. Yeah, it's whatever. This one's going to be hard. I wonder if you really are going to choose one here or not. This is our last this or that question. Your best memory uh, from you and me in cross country or the best memory of you and me in the parks? This one is tough. want to know what you got. Man, there were. We could, we could just go back one day ago. We might have a greatest parks memory ever. But uh, I know there's a lot more in the catalog for my. I'm summer. gonna have. I'm gonna have to say I gotta say one thing about cross country season. When I sent you that picture of my pre-practice meal, <laughs> made up of Twitter a DMs. lunchable Doritos, a Slim Jim, and a Pepsi, right before cross country practice. And you and said you had the audacity to go meal of champions. <laughs> definitely not a meal champions i do not recommend that to uh any uh any grinders out there but in terms of the parks we i the parks i think better memories just because we both grown so much and uh we're a lot older and you know working together this summer was an absolute blast shout out ben dominic and everybody everybody else at the brian pnr yeah you know Oh, jeez. So I'm going to have to say our recent. Okay, just explain the story to the people as we wrap this thing up. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So by the grace of Ben Dominic's good heart and our Such good, a good mayor, soul. they were willing to let me and Caleb come back and work over winter break and make our money and uh, Some spending what, money. Have, what have you. And this is after a couple screw-ups in the summer, which, you know, if those of you don't know, Caleb ran into a tree. Um, I'll be well, honest. I, mean, I, had a pretty, to, I, had a, I had a pretty flawless summer. I, know, I think I was employee to, of the summer. We don't have to spill all my secrets here. Right, I mean, right, right. So, I mean, from an outside point nice. looking in, it was uh, it was really good to see Caleb hit that tree because uh, took a took, took some heat away from me breaking a couple yeah. thousand dollar brooms a couple summers before. <laughs> but yesterday, first day back at the parks, 
we're both so excited because we've never been there in the winter so we just get to see how things operate in the colder times of the year too and we're sitting there at the shop we do trash route every day we go around brian we pick up all the trash it's a lot more fun than what it sounds yeah a lot of good memories come out of these trash routes well ben before we before we left says whatever you do don't drive on the stinking grass it's wet out there we're like no problem no grass easy easy, me? easy. we get through the whole trash route no grass no nothing and we gotta go pick up those dang doggy barrels at garber yep. park and you know we're probably a little lazy took it took the truck on the on the trail yep. on the sidewalk pulling up to the doggy barrels and half the trucks hanging off the sidewalk and i'm like it zooms it's wet like we got to get yeah. off this so you know i just pull off the road park views the road's <laughs> right there let's pull off into the grass right here five feet away from the road we'll be fine we weren't fine <laughs> front wheels made it into the grass just fine and the back wheels sank right into and the I, mud i'm driving and i looked in my side mirror and i just see jared with his hands on his head because he knew he knew what was happening and i did the too the second those wheels hit the grass we started spinning and we were not making it out we spent 20 minutes brainstorming trying to throw wooden boards some turf <laughs> underneath anything that was available to before, so we didn't have to tell Ben. So we didn't have to call our boss. Which he's going to find out now, but keep going. Um, yeah, hey, Ben. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. We just played ourselves. <laughs> well, at this point, I might as well show him that video on yeah, Monday. I would have yeah. Uh Yeah, so we're stuck in the mud. I'm in the front, in the back, trying to push this giant truck, making no progress, caked with mud. Um, and then so we look at each other. We're like, we got to call somebody. And really, the biggest problem with calling somebody, we knew we weren't going to get yelled at or anything. No. It was just more embarrassing yeah. than anything because we did the one thing yeah. we weren't supposed to do. And so, you know, we got uh, we got one of our coworkers, Brandon, out there, and he tugged us out for a second there. Didn't think he was going to be able to tug us out. Got out, and that was hilarious. And everybody in the shop knows but Ben. But if Ben's a real listener to this podcast, a true fan. Yeah, this will He's gonna. He'll we'll get find on us. Out. Yep. If this comes out Monday, uh, if this comes out Monday, maybe Tuesday he'll say something. We'll see. If ben better be saying something Tuesday. Yep. Or Ben, if you are listening to this, donuts Tuesday. <laughs> donuts. Oh, that was I'll, so good. <laughs> bring me an M and M chocolate chip cookie <laughs> yeah, too. That's what he wants, yeah. <laughs> um, so 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 much good stuff there, Jared. Uh, anything you wanna? Anybody even shout out? I'm gonna shout out Mitchell Owens. Because I put something on Twitter the other day. I was like, you know, you remember when Brian High School used to give us these Sour Patch candy canes on the last day before yep. break? I actually and saw this tweet. Yeah, I and, saw this and, on the timeline. And it just to my knowledge, I was, I was studying. It was finals week. I get back to my phone, and he sent back a picture of the Sour Patch because he works at Spangler's mm-hmm. and uh, sent, sent back a picture of those and was like, going to hand some to your mom. Yep. Uh, they're, they're for you. And then he also gave some Starburst pops. So I'm going to shout out Mitchell Owens for that. Appreciate mm-hmm. you. Yep. Um, I'm going to shout out my brother, Caleb, because I Caleb. know he's uh, been on this podcast before. Yep. Uh, yeah, one more Kepler to we go shared, on this podcast. We share <laughs> the love of the game uh, so much. So, uh, being able to talk about it always reminds me of him and then uh big shout out i'm actually gonna i'm gonna send this link to my fraternity back at ohio sure. university oh yeah so uh shout out to the ae pie boys i hope they shout give out. her a listen so Absolutely. if you guys are here run the numbers let up. me know if you hear the shout out all right <laughs> and uh that's pretty much it that's all i awesome. got man all right so to wrap this episode up i'm gonna hand the microphone to my dad and dad I want you to explain what you have on right now and the significance of what you're wearing as we wrap this thing up for us. Well, I have my socks, of course, my Colt socks, um, and I, I'm always, I always get fired up about these games. A lot of times, I go home disappointed, but um, you know, like today at the basketball practice, I kind of got fired up about passion and stuff like that. But I have on my uh, warm up that I wore and. 2006 when when uh, the Colts won the championship to get to the Super Bowl, beating the Patriots, and then uh, I have a hat on that I wore when Jim Harbaugh was the uh, captain comeback fella, and 
got us all the way to the point of one drop pass away from being in the Super Bowl against the, the Cowboys. And then I, I have my lucky rabbit's foot, which sometimes brings me luck and sometimes doesn't. But it's like I told everybody else, part of the, the whole process is you're either disappointed or happy when the whole thing's over. But the fun of it is uh, is just getting around in the whole day. And actually, for me, it had been the whole week because I put stuff on Twitter and things like that. So um, I know it's it, you step out on the line and people laugh at you and say, why would you do that? And I get bummed out about it too. But it's part of the fun of being a fan of whatever team you are, of, of being able to do that. And that's, that's a great thing about it. So uh, win or lose. I, I've had my week and, uh, and, and and everything. So the clothes, everything. I'm a, I'm a, I, I store stuff and uh, I, I pack rat. My wife gets ticked at me, but every once in a while it comes back, and I just love it. So go Colts. Hope it's a good game. I'm sure it will be, and uh, we'll see. And folks. He's either going to look like an idiot on Monday when this podcast releases and the Colts lose, or he'll be the reason that the Colts improve to 8-6 and six and improve their playoff chances. So for that, for Jared, for Go me, have... <laughs> thanks, everybody.